Welcome to okay. Welcome to Kevin 27 World. It's your host, Kevin 27, back with another fire episode. And today we have the 2022 wrap-up edition. Go ahead, shoot off the streamers, pop the fireworks. Let's get it popping. My hood niggas, bust the gas in the air. You already know what's popping, man. We about to wrap up 2022. We already wrapped up Christmas, put a bow on that shit. Now we about to wrap up this year. So go ahead and strap in and let's go. I got seven categories for you that I know you will enjoy. I can actually make these out of YouTube videos. They go so hard. But for my listeners, we are having a major episode. Boom, boom, boom. So let's get to it before. Uh, let's uh, go ahead and follow at Kevin27World on YouTube, on Instagram and Twitter. Kevin 27 world, uh, world is spelled W R L D juice world, nine, nine, nine shit. RIP all day. We got seven categories, a bunch of fun. Oh yeah. And please five-star ratings, even though whatever five-star ratings on Apple podcasts and Spotify, go ahead, man. And light your boy up, man. Five. There we go. Five star ratings, man. Five stars. All right. So I got seven categories that I think you guys will enjoy. And not only that, it is New Year's, right? Crown Royal. This is not an ad. Damn. There we go. Crown Royal. This is not an ad. This is my Christmas brew. Well, not brew. This is my Christmas liquor. Uh, we already what to the bottom, so I'm gonna go ahead and pour it back up a little bit. I haven't eaten all day, so uh, this is bad, but this should make for good podcasting. So, with that being said, let's go ahead and wrap up 2022 with your favorite host. Hey, I was eight people's favorite podcast number one, eight people, eight people. That might not sound like a lot to you, but eight people I don't know. I was their favorite podcast, so I appreciate it, man. So I'm going to give you guys a good show, man, for this one. Take a little sip. Mm. Let it trickle down your chest. Okay. 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 Now, let's go. We got seven categories. We got top 10 movies of the year. And this is like last year, but way bigger. Shout out to the bros, man. Uh, it's way bigger because it's just more um, categories. Just one less person. <laughs> but whatever, man. Shout out to the bros regardless. Um, we got top 10 movies. We got top five movies that are overrated we got top five movies you've been sleeping on 
top 10 TV series, top five disappointing TV series. Uh, we got top five internet breaking series moments from TV, obviously, and top five documentaries. Uh, I hope that was, wait, let's see. Was that seven? Two, that's four, that's six, yeah, seven. Yeah, okay. So let's go ahead and get into the top 10. And this is what we're going to do. It's no script. This all freestyle off the denome, off the dizone, but uh, they all ordered. Everything is straight. So uh, let's go ahead and get into it, man. Top 10 movies of 2022. And this is bias. This is bias. I've not seen every movie that's come out in 2022. It's some blockbusters I still haven't seen. Like, still haven't seen Black Adam. Even though it's on HBO Max, but I ain't going to hold you. I'm waiting until January 16th to repay for my HBO Max. Because HBO, bro, they've just been not... HBO hasn't had anything I've wanted to watch since winning time. That was like back in June, July, something crazy like that. So, I did it the account. But uh, I'm going to get it back because The Last of Us come out uh, June or January 16th. So let's start off. Number 10, Jackass Forever. Now, I know you might like Jackass Forever. Hey, man, I was born in 91. Jackass has been a favorite of mine since, since yay high, like since I was a kid. Like, I thought when I seen the first Jackass, and I don't remember, I think it was Bam Margera maybe, like was riding in the damn uh, shopping cart down the street. Like, bro, like me and my cousins, we used to do jackass shit. We used to throw rocks at people's houses, like doing all kind of crazy stunts, like just crazy shit. Uh, only difference is we didn't film it. Yo, we even turned up power off in the neighborhood one time. Shout out to jackass. That shit was lit. Okay, so jackass forever. 85% on the tomato meter, 91% from the audience score. And this is on Rotten Tomatoes. And um, I honestly, I agree with the audience score. I loved it. Only thing, man, Bam Margera, man, Bam wasn't there. Now, I know what they said. I know what they said, and I agree with Bam Margera. But everyone on the film had to be sober. Everyone. Johnny, uh steve all of these dudes, you, you got to be sober to be in this film. And I think Bam Margera may have popped it. This is Xanax or it was something like that. And I think it was on set and they canned his ass. It's like, bro, we is not playing. This is sober. And I get what he was saying because he looking at Jeff Tremaine and he like, bro, all of these movies, we were all high out of our minds. And now you're talking about like this and that. But regardless, uh, it still was a great film without Bam. I ain't even gonna hold you. Uh, I would have went to go see it in theaters, but it got pushed back way too many times. Pushed back way too many times. So I waited for it to come out, but it still was good, man. Uh, who they had, you know, what was my favorite part? Tyler the Creator was in it. Yo, Tyler was another one of those. Jackass kids, like if you ever seen Lord of Squad, that was pretty much black jackass. Like, bro, we all love jackass growing up. 
So the fact that it came out 2022, I loved it. And it was very cringe, but in the best of ways. Some of those stunts, um, bro, amazing. And when my guy was in that room with the with the with the honey all over him and the salmon, and that bear came in, you talk about heart beating out your chest, bro. Whew, whew. So yeah. Uh number nine, we got the gray man with uh I don't remember this, uh, Charlie, I don't remember his name, but you know who was in it, Chris Evans, and Chris Evans was the villain of the movie. This movie was 46% on the tomato meter, but 90% on the audience score. Now, I lean towards more of the audience score. I feel like this was a great movie, and I love to see Chris Evans being uh, not Captain America. Like, he was the bad guy in the film, and he reveled in it. He enjoyed it. He loved it. Not always having to be the goody two-shoes walking with a stick up your ass. Stick up America's ass. But regardless, like, I, I really enjoyed that movie. I actually watched it two times, which uh, when it comes to Netflix, Netflix doesn't have a lot of movies that you want to watch over and over again. They usually have one watchers. So for that, I watched it twice. Great film. Number nine, um, Ryan Gosling. And only why I just remember, because I was like, he kind of looked like Ryan Reynolds. Kind of. Like, keep it hot. Don't you look like Ryan Reynolds? Like, come on, man. Yo, sips after every one. Sips after every one. Mm. I feel it right here. Oof. I feel it right here. Number eight, Uncharted, starring Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. 41% on the tomato meter, 90% on the audience score. Where do I land in it? Honestly, I don't land on either side. I land somewhere in the middle. Because I liked Uncharted, and I watched it twice. I've seen it once in theaters, and I watched it once at the crib. I liked it, but I didn't love it. So 90%, that's more loving it. I ain't love it. I'm more of a 70% kind of guy when it comes to Uncharted. Let me tell you why. Tom, Tom Holland, Tom Holland, phenomenal actor, phenomenal actor. Um, not the right guy for this film, but I still enjoyed him in this film. And I only say not the right guy for this film. Because I think, first of all, I think his clean-cut image is not good enough to really be busting them gaps, popping them things. Every hill we go through, all the gangsters around know my whole crew. Nigga, what? Who get it down like we're supposed to? If you front, if you want, we'll be popping them things. He wasn't popping them things. He was not popping them things. I'm not going to hold you. And then when he pulled a gun out, you could tell this motherfucker's from the UK. That was the worst part of the Bro, the way he pulled his gun out was like so saucy Santana. Like, shout out to the LGBTQ plus IA community. But that shit was not the business. The way he pulled, he pulled the gun out like it was a sword. Like, I, I ooh, like, ooh, and I'm not looking at it now, but when I 
do this video, I will put it on the bottom of the screen. So uh, make sure you watch this on YouTube, y'all, or Spotify. Or Spotify, because I'm uploading a video. But uh, real shit, bro. I, I wasn't feeling uh, his gunplay. But the movie was good. The only thing, the movie kind of based, was based upon the third video game. Which was an L in itself. But it still was a good movie. One of the best movies I've seen this year. To me, this wasn't a year full of great movies to me. But honestly, this is one of the best movies in the top 10 I've seen this year. And uh, I would watch it if, if I was chilling with a sexy female. And she was like, oh, I seen Tom Holland's dick print. And now I want to watch Uncharted. I'd be like. Hey, I've seen it too. Man's packing. Let's watch it. Like, no kizzy. So, shout out Tom Holland. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, he was okay as Sully. Um, I like Mark Wahlberg as an actor for sure. Not sure how I feel about uh, him as a person. But, hey, we all change, right? We all change, you know? Uh, I've eaten at Wahlburgers two, maybe three times, right? So, Shout out to Wal uh, Mark Wahlberg, man. Uh, I don't care how racist you were as a teenager. <laughs> All right, let's get it. Number seven. What do we got for number seven? Thor Love and Thunder. This was 64% on the tomato meter and 77% on audience score. Where do I lean towards? Clearly, I lean towards more of the audience score. I love the movie, but a 77 is about right. Now, 64 on, on the critics, way too low for me. Again, you know how I've, I've told y'all many a times, Marvel is only going against Marvel. So anytime you put out a movie that's not as good as Infinity War, No Way Home, or uh, Black Panther, like those ones that was really raking in them billies, like, bro, you, you're going to get 64%. Now, I like the movie because I like Thor, and I think Chris Hemsworth did a good job, but was it as good as Ragnarok? Hell no. Hell no. Not even close. So you got to knock that down. Uh, but I love the sentiment, right? The sentiment... Uh, him finding, like, rekindling with Jane. Uh, Jane sacrificing herself, which she was going to die anyway. Not knock on wood because we can all get cancer any moment. But uh, she was going to die anyway, right? But she still said, fuck it, and rushed towards her death to be a superhero. And I appreciate that because I appreciate superheroes. And uh, like I said, man, the... The double entendre, because when I thought Thor, Love and Thunder, I automatically assumed Thor, Jane. But when Love was, uh, what was he, the God Bush of Gore, that was his daughter, and uh, Thor is taking care of her and raising her, and that's the story of Love and Thunder, boom, blew my fucking mind. I don't care what nobody said. That was one of the hardest endings to any movie this year. I do not care. So for that being said, 
Thor, Love and Thunder, number seven, seven, seven. I honestly feel like Thor, Love and Thunder got a bad rap. The Screaming Goats. It was funny the first time. I ain't going to hold you, but when you keep hearing it throughout the film, it get a little redundant. So I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that. Number six is what? Ooh, Elvis. <laughs> Yo, black people. Don't take away my don't 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 try to take away my black card, Joe. But I really fucked with Elvis, bro. The movie was super duper good. 77% on a tomato meter, 94% on the audience score. Where do I lean towards? More towards the audience. Uh, well, actually, no. Actually, I do lean more towards the tomato meter. Because I would say the film is like a, it should be in the 85 percentile, right? Yeah, eight and nine. Okay, yeah. So I'll maybe somewhere in the 80s. So I guess I'll lean towards more of the tomato meter. But regardless, yo, the film was brilliant. It was brilliant. I ain't gonna hold you, bro. I ain't going to hold you. It wasn't like seeing Ray for the first time, but it definitely was good. And I love, love, love a musical. Love a music, a musical film, not a musical. Let me let me take that back. But a film based on a popular uh, icon and music. I love, love, love. I love, I love, love, love. Shout out to Jordan. I really fucked with uh bohemian rhapsody i mean i'm actually mad i didn't go see the whitney houston film because the people who made that made bohemian rhapsody but hey man my sister bailed on me bro we were supposed to go to the movies last thursday and she bailed on me bro my mom is a super duper uber whitney houston fan and when we went to see black panther wakanda forever and she seen the whitney houston trailer she was crying already so i was like can't take moms because she's gonna be crying the whole movie so um yeah man oh shit i really wanted to see that but i didn't so uh back to elvis i i love like i said i love a good biopic when it comes to musicians because it's always that back then they didn't want me now i'm hot there well they low-key wanted elvis from the start let's keep it hot like and they, bro, they kept it. You know why I like it? Because they kept it real. They kept it real. Like, when a dude who ended up being his manager and snaking him for all his money, um, he heard Elvis on the radio, and he was like, wait, he's white. He can sing like that, and he's white. That's what the dude said, not me. That's what the dude said. And then I ain't going to hold you, bro. When I'm watching it, it kind of, I don't know what's true, what's not. Of course, the movie, they're not going to try to make the man look super bad. But when I'm watching it, it kind of made me feel like everything I heard growing up was either some hate for some niggas or just some bullshit conspiracy shit. 
Like, I'm watching this movie, right? And to start off, Elvis in the black church singing with the black people. And I don't know. I know some white people who listen to this podcast and black people, you know, if you was raised up in church and you went to church, y'all know how black people give it up in church. I've been to white church before. They don't give it up like niggas. They do not. They don't give it up like niggas, bro. Like black boy, black people singing to the high fucking heavens. And bro, that's how, that's how, um, Elvis really got into music and, it seemed like his whole career, he was fucking with black people. This just from what I'm seeing, bro. This is just the movie. Now, this is a movie. They are trying to paint him in the best light possible. It's not like James Brown when they showed James Brown smacking his wife, which was Jill Scott down the goddamn stairs. Like, they didn't do all that. Like, and they did a little shit. They showed him he was addicted to drugs and all that towards the end and contributed to his death. He got fat as fuck, all that. But, bro, regardless, they kept it a hundred. Like him chilling with, uh, I think it was B.B. King. Let me see. B.B. King, Elvis. Yeah, like as soon as you put it up, it's B.B. King and Elvis. He called he called BB King the king of rock and roll. Like, bro. Okay. Author Alana Nash, who has written several books about Elvis, claims that King and Elvis were only acquaintances and their interactions were nothing but brief. Um, a view that King's writings in numerous interviews seem to strongly refute. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck, because I'm trying to tell you, bro. He was in the interview. He called B.B. King the king of rock and roll. And I'm not saying he wasn't racist, because, I mean, come on, man. This was the 50s. But I don't know. All that, what he said, only thing a black person could do for me is shine my shoes. Bro, I was looking for that quote like religiously, I was looking for that because I'm like, where did he say this at? Apparently, he might have just said it to some random motherfuckers and they just spread a rumor about it and it stuck. Or he didn't say it and somebody just spread a rumor because they was hating, bro. Like, yo, when they start calling that man uh Elvis the pelvis and he went down to Memphis because you know he's from Memphis and shit and he went to the black part of Memphis and, and kicking with the black people when he saw uh what's the, what's the old man uh to the Brody I'm Rudy a to the Brody I'm Rudy like what's that dude name um about blah 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 Tootie Fruity uh little Richard again I'm trying to take my black card away man I'm I'm twisted I'm on an empty man I didn't eat all day so I can get drunk and give y'all a good New Year's Eve episode, man, full of energy. Okay. So, yeah. The way he gave it up, I ain't gonna lie, man. I I gained so much respect. I, I never cared about Elvis, bro. He died in the 70s, like 20 years before I was even alive. Like, I never gave a fuck about Elvis, but I ain't gonna hold you, man. I love a, a, a nothing or something story. And that's all music biopics are about. Nothing to something. 
Like mostly, most biopics are about nothing to something. So, I mean, it's hope. It gives you something to believe in, and it gives you uh, that type of shit that makes me be like, if I see some type of talent in my daughter and she wants to pursue it, I'm gonna go for it. I ain't gonna be no weirdo like my dad was. Like that's just how I feel about it. So I love, 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 love Elvis. Top ten movie. Of the year for me, number six. It almost made it in the top five. I ain't gonna hold you. And I ain't gonna lie, this might sound fucked up. It might sound fucked up, but you know why I really loved it? This might sound fucked up. But he got fucked just like all the other niggas did. He got fucked. He got fucked. That's why I love it, bro. I ain't gonna hold you. Seeing a white man get fucked in the record business, it's like in one of those white men. It's one of, bro, it's Elvis. It's Elvis the pelvis. Now I ain't gonna call him that. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. But, bro, at least I saw better than Stephen A. Smith. I'm sorry. The funniest shit he said, bro, when he said, he said, yo, Memphis, y'all need to get it together and put up billboards of John Morant. Y'all still got a billboards of Elvis. He's dead. I ain't gonna hold you. That shit was funny. But I only say that because I mean every except for Ray. Ray was the only one of the only black biopics. I can remember where he wasn't getting screwed by the record label. I ain't going to hold you. It's one of the only ones I can remember. He was able to walk away, sign to a, who did he sign to? I know he left Atlantic and he signed to a, maybe it was ABC. Bro, we got the phone right here. Who did Ray Charles leave at records for yeah he ABC bro I know my shit bro I know my shit bro ABC Paramount Records, bro. I know my shit. I know my shit, man. So, yeah. He left. Like, he was able to leave, bro. Like, all of these motherfuckers nowadays. And, like, bro, think about the TLC documentary. Fucked. Sell 10 million records and your label, what they give you. And these is black people who did it to them, too. You sell 10 million records, what's your label give you? Three cars that's not even forms. They didn't even get Lambos or no cool shit. They got like some Kias or some weird shit, like some Hondas. Like, bro, what the fuck, bro? Like, hell no. Hell no. So that was fucked up. Uh, straight out of Compton. We see how all of them got fucked by Jerry Heller. Like, come on, man. Like, the only one who didn't get fucked was Ice Cube because he was smart enough not to sign the deal. Like, bro. What are we talking about? But Elvis, 
He put his faith in his white man from a different country. Bro, this motherfucker wasn't even a legal alien. He wasn't even a resident. He wasn't even a resident in the United States. This motherfucker was an illegal alien pimping out Elvis. Pimping that nigga. Pimping him. Pimping since been pimping since been pimping since been pimping. So, yeah. And, uh, I mean, it honestly drove him to death. Like he he drank his he drank himself to death and pop pills to death. Like let's keep it real. Like if we just being real, that's what Elvis did, bro. He drank himself to death, man, because he was just so sick and tired of fucking getting fucked by that white dude or Romania or whatever the fuck he was. I don't know what he was, but it was nice to see a white man get fucked in the ass by the record industry. So I love that man. So you can't take my black card away for that. I'm sorry. I've seen a white man get fucked, man. Like, seriously. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, <laughs> all right, so that was 10 through 6. Intermission. Make sure you follow your boy at Kevin27World on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe on YouTube. Five stars on Straight Outta Marvel podcast and Kevin27World podcast launching 2023 make sure you run that up run that up man run it up all right we bike we bike avatar the way of water is my fifth best watch movie of the year i just seen this movie yesterday and when i say yesterday you don't need to know when yesterday but i seen it yesterday and i ain't gonna hold you This is one of the best movies of this year. Now, I didn't go see it on opening weekend because I'm a Marvel fan. You know what I did. I went to go see Black Panther, you know? Still at 800 million, even though Avatar already crossed a billion. But, 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 uh, uh, Black Panther is not in China or Russia. It's a couple of, couple of states, so I get it. That's what somebody broke down to me because I'm like, bro, Marvel has not hit a billion since Endgame. Like, seriously. They have not. Y'all want to say uh, No Way Home? That's not a Marvel film. It's a Sony film, bro. It's like Marvel associated, but it's not a Marvel film. So it's in the MCU. So if you want to say, oh, MCU shit, yeah, that hit a billion. But come on, man. Spider-Man got that built-in fan base. All the things they tried to they tried this year, Eternals and all of that shit. It didn't, it didn't do good, man. I think Eternals was, yeah, Eternals was last year though. But still, they haven't hit a billion in a minute. But Avatar: The Way of Water. Now let me tell you this. I and this is my review too. On top of that, Avatar: The Way of Water. The story was dog shit. The story was dog shit. I don't give a fuck with nobody talking about. You know why that story was dog shit? This is a spoiler for anyone who ain't seen it. They brought the same motherfuckers back from the last film. What the fuck? That shit was corny as fuck. That shit was corny as fuck. Bro. I forget the dude who had the cut in his head or whatever. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Bro, y'all know what I'm talking about. The, the main antagonist from the last film, from the first Avatar. 
he comes back with his whole crew in this film as an avatar, as the blue people. Bro, what the fuck was that? That shit ass, bro. I'm sorry. That shit was not like, oh, it's groundbreaking. Now, it is James Cameron. James Cameron has a built-in audience. James Cameron is his own universe. I'm not going to hold you, bro. I went to go see the movie because it's James Cameron. I remember the feeling I got when I seen Titanic. I remember the feeling I got when I seen the first Avatar. So, of course, I'm going to go see Avatar 2. But, bro, this was not it as far as storytelling. I'm going to get to the rest of it later. But as far as storytelling, it was not it. It wasn't the shit. It was, it was, it was not, bro. I'm sorry. I ain't going to hold you. I thought that was trash about the movie. Um, what else? I just think the story, the story was I. Right. So then you got that. You got my boy Sully running from his home, going to somebody else's home to ruin their shit. I thought that shit was trash. Because I'm like, bro, you know they're gonna find you if he already coming. He in the forest. He's going to find you where you are. You know, you're from America. You're from Earth. You're not just some nigga from Pandora. You know already the, the type of tracking capabilities that humans have. Why are you acting so stupid? Even the dude of the water tribe, which was some bullshit. Even the dude from the water tribe, he told him like, bro, they're just going to come here and find you. They're just going to come here, and then we have to be in a war with your enemies. You knew that was coming, and that's what happened. Very predictable. The first one wasn't as predictable. This one was predictable. Now, why is number? Because I know you're like, bro, you just shit on this film for like five minutes. It's the best-looking film I've ever seen with my own two eyes, with my own pair of glasses. It's the best looking film i've ever seen in my life i don't care what i've seen no way home infinity war fucking uh what was another great movie i've seen uh in game it don't matter bro if he spent a billion dollars on visual effects you can tell the movie it bro it looked like a billion dollar movie. Like when I was watching it, I was the the story was born as far. I ain't gonna hold you, but the this the the look of it, bro. Even bro, even look at the uh, the critics consensus consensus. Excuse me. Oh, and this got a seventy eight percent on the tomato meter, but a ninety two percent on the audience score. I feel like I fucked up. And where do I lean more? I lean more towards the tomato meter, 78%. I'll probably say 75, hold low key. But uh, said narratively, it might be fairly standard stuff, but visually speaking, Avatar The Way of Water is a stunningly immersive experience. It's the best looking film. It's the best look. Bro, I just seen Wakanda Forever. The water. On both, it's not even a it's not even close. It's not even close. Now let me mind you. Let me mind you. 
Let me mind you, your boy the had was 2009 when the last one came out. He's been working on it probably before then. So he got all of these years to develop and all of this shit. It's not the same with Black Panther Wakanda Forever, so I'm not going to hold it to that standard. But we talk about movies that came out this year. The water is not even close. It ain't even close. Now, again, he's able to uh, use the blue motherfuckers in the water instead of human people. So it just look a little better. But, and I don't think we ever seen the water at night. That's another thing. I don't think they ever show like the water at night. So that could be a thing too. But regardless, uh, The Way of Water was a beautiful film. Just looking at it. Stunning. Stunning. Like you should go, if you haven't seen the Avatar, The Way of Water, you should go see it just to look at it. Bro, I could watch that movie on mute. On mute. It looked better than real life. I ain't gonna hold you. Like everything, everything just looked crispy. It wasn't one thing where I was like, eh, that looked a little iffy. Not everything was B-E-A beautiful. So check out Avatar The Weight of Water. Okay, number four. Pray. And this is in the uh, Predator series. Pray was great. 93% on the tomato meter. 73% on the audience score. Where do I fall in that? I fall on the tomato meter. Honestly, bro, this movie was good as hell. I'm laying in the bed with a bitty. We watching this movie. She got to go to sleep. Get up for, uh, get up early for work. Guess what happened though? Like, she kept watching the movie. She's like, I just can't stop. This movie's so good. I'm not a Predator fan. I know people that are a Predator fan. I'm not a Predator fan. I just watch movies that look lit. And I watched it, and I thought it was hard. Like, everything about it, the actress, she did good. I was glad they were speaking English. They didn't try to be like, oh, well, this is like the 15 or the 1700s or something. Let's have them speaking a different language. Nope, let's just keep it real. Keep it English. I love that shit. And um, I just love, bro, it reminded me of like uh, Tomb Raider, but the one where she was in the woods with the boat. Like, that's how it reminded me. And I fox with it. I fox with it super heavy. It was a great film, bro. I, w- I watched it like maybe two, maybe three times. I'm a busy guy. You know why I'm busy? Because I play a lot of video games. So if I could watch your movie more than once, it's good. Prey was very good. And the final showdown between her and the Predator, two thumbs up, two thumbs, two thumbs. Okay, okay. Let's get to number three. Let's get to number three. Let's get to number three. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. You see the shirt I'm wearing? It's like one of my favorite movies from this year, no kizzy. Like, bro, ooh, look where we're getting down to the bottom. Multiverse of Madness was super fire. 74% on the tomato meter, 85% on the audience score. You already know where I lie on the 85%. And I think that's about right. Uh, The movie had its flaws, but still great. I don't know why 74%, but again, I know why. It's Marvel against Marvel. 
It's not Marvel against the rest of the movies that's coming out because if that was the case, Spider-Man No Way Home would have got an Oscar nomination. All we asking is for nominations, motherfuckers. That's all we asking for, man. Shit. But regardless, regardless. Multiverse of Madness, great movie. Elizabeth Olsen killed her role as Wanda as the main antagonist. Um, And of course, Benedict Cumberbatch. Come on, man. He's Doctor Strange, man. He Doctor Strange, bro. Like, the fuck else you want me to say, bro? He killed the film. Like the way he, the way he put his, his, his hood on or his cloak, all of that shit. The way he was hating on Christine at her own, at her wedding, he was hating. That's the shit I want, man. Narcissistic Doctor Strange. I want narcissistic Stephen Strange. Where's my remote? My PlayStation about to turn off. You can't have that. I need my light. I need my light, baby. I need my light. There we go. There we go. Yeah, man. I need my narcissistic Stephen Strange, and we got that in this film. This stupid-ass camera. Yo, I ain't gonna hold you. It's the worst camera ever. I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't gonna hold you. It's a terrible camera. There's nowhere where it was like somewhere like this. Okay. Okay. Talk to my nephew, man. This nigga was crying like. Oh, I hate this fucking camera. God damn. I hate this camera, bro, with a passion. God 
God damn. Oh, I hate this camera. Anyways, man. Yeah, so I'm all about multiverse of madness. That shit was super fire. A lot of people hated the ending. I thought the ending. I thought the ending was fire. You know why? I thought the ending was fire because um, it was like Wanda is more powerful than everyone. So the only thing, bro, my camera like I had it. I think it was like this kind of. There we go. I think it was kind of like that. You see this shirt? Yeah, the only thing that could stop Wanda was Wanda. That's what I like. Like. They had to show Wanda that she's making a fool of her stuff looking stupid. Looking stupid. And they did that, man. So I appreciated that. And I ain't mad at it, bro. I, I thought that shit was super fire. thought it was a great ending. And I'm definitely looking forward towards the next one. Okay, where we at? Number two. Woo! Number two. This might be controversial. Might be controversial. I don't know. I don't know. Number two, number two, number two. Top Gun Maverick. If Wakanda Forever didn't come out, Top Gun Maverick would be number one. I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't gonna hold you, and I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't gonna hold you, and I ain't gonna hold you, bro. Top Gun Maverick, tomato meter, 96%. Audience score, 99%. Where do I lean? Audience score. It's no, it's no flaw. It's no flaw. The movie has not one flaw. Not one. Tom Cruise, great. All the supporting actors and actresses, great. Like, and honestly, Tom Cruise, just great. <sighs> Bro, nothing will make you feel more American than watching Top Gun Maverick. I'm just, I ain't gonna hold you, man. You watch Top Gun Maverick, you be sitting here like thinking like, Bro, I need to go like, I need to go and give, give, like give the military some of my service. Like, seriously, that's how Top Gun Maverick make you feel. I want to go to the Navy or some shit. I want to go to the Marines. Like, bro, I don't know. But Top Gun Maverick make you feel like that, bro. And again, Tom Cruise was incredible, impeccable acting. We talking about... I think the first movie came out in 88, maybe 89. We come out with another movie, 30. Over 30 years later. And let me see. That was another movie I went to go see by myself. Let's see. The first Top Gun came in 1986. So, like, that's 30, 36 years later. What? 36 years later. And I ain't gonna hold you. I never seen the first Top Gun. Never, ever seen the first one. And I'm honestly interested. I may go back and watch the first one just to see the uh, the technology upgrade because 
bro, they were really in those planes. They had to really learn how to not like fly, fly, but they all got their pilot licenses, all those people that was flying and shit. So, bro, I ain't going to hold you, bro. Top Gun Maverick is a 10 out of 10. It's a 9 out of 9, 8 out of 8, 7. Like, bro, it's a 1 of 1. You can't. That's just. And you know why? It's because it's it's. It's it's because it's Tom Cruise. It makes you remember that rent that I'm about to insert right here. It makes that rent more worth it. That COVID rent. It makes it so much worth it. I took a sip just to insert that. But yeah, Top Gun Maverick, ten out of ten. And I'm telling you, the best moment of that film is when. Uh, when Rooster went back to save Maverick and he was like, he says some shit and he's like, he was like, you're not thinking and Rooster was like, you told me not to think. Oh my God. Just the chills. The chills. So just, oh. So great, man. I love that film, bro. It's, it's one of the best films of 20. 22. Now, I have a built-in bias because I love Marvel and I'm more interested in that universe. But just straight movies, Top Gun Maverick, number one. But I have a bias, so that's when we get to number one. And number one is Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I mean, straight up. 84% on the tomato meter, 94% on the audience score and of course i lean towards the 94 percent again marvel is just um going up against itself so it's that but honestly bro for what they had to do you gotta understand they had to replace t'challa and replace him in a respectful manner that's hard everybody loved chadwick as black panther and um, it's kind of sad, bro, when you kind of think about it. Like, I remember I remember uh, when Infinity War came out and they showed a picture of Chadwick Boseman and he was, po- he was throwing up the X and people was making fun and not making fun of him, but they was like, bro, he tired of this shit already. Bro, he was dealing with cancer. Like, it's so hard, like... All of those jokes, like, I remember, I remember, bro, when he was on the red carpet, he just looked like he wasn't that into it. And it's because he was dealing with cancer, bro. Of course. Of course he wasn't that into it. Like, my man was dealing with the cancer. And then when you hear that thing with Ryan Coogler and he said, like, even on set, even on set, he'd be in there for, like, he'd be in the, uh, the warming tent for longer than he should be because of this and that and just sad, bro. So, the what Black Panther Wakanda Forever did, uh, going and starting the film off with the child's death, and letting that be a theme throughout the movie, and then introducing us to a new Black Panther, which was Shuri, and introducing us to all of these new characters, even new antiheroes. Um, I mean, I loved it, bro. I I fucking loved it, man. I loved it. Now, not everyone loved it. Uh, let's see, man. I'm gonna see if I can go to it. I'm gonna see if I can go to it. Let's see. 
And this is for my black people right here. I just want to know how y'all feel about this shit. Ugh. White people, you comment. Even though I know people don't comment, but whatever. If you felt like you want the comment. Bro, I just told them to close the door, man. This nigga too loud. Damn. Low key though, I'm like, maybe I should do it on Twitter. Maybe that'd be better. Maybe it'll look better. Nigga said, Dr. Bummer. The fuck? I want the juicy shit. Bro, what y'all playing? Dr. Umar Black Panther. Like, come on, stop playing. Oh, 
Okay, here we go. Everybody got their fucking YouTubes up. Man, fuck all y'all. Nigga, I'm going right to fuck it. I'm going to YouTube. If I got to go to YouTube anyway, it's like, what the fuck? Hmm. Bro, why do I got to I want to talk about Black Panther 2. Wakanda forever. Rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. My Black Panther 2 analysis. I have a three-hour breakdown of the first Black Panther on YouTube. If you haven't seen it, go find it. I didn't like Black Panther 1 because the messages were horrible. CIA agents were friends of the Wakandans. CIA agents were responsible for the assassination of nearly every major black leader we had in the 20th century. Felt that way. They made the Wakandans look selfish, like they didn't care about American Africans. They made Killmonger. I don't know what truth that is. Representation of the African American. They come get us from slavery. I'm just saying. They made him into a killer and a disrespecter of African culture. I thought the themes in Wakanda were horrible. There was no romance, no intimacy, no love, no black woman with a child in the whole movie. Black Panther One was a political nightmare. Felt same. Now let's go to Black Panther Two. No disrespect to the Mexican community. No disrespect. No disrespect to the Mexican community. No disrespect. No disrespect to the Mexican community. No disrespect. You have a right to your own heroes and Mexican children. He got a Black a Panther right shirt to on while he's saying this, by the heroes way. heroes in their own image. I totally support the right of Mexican children to see heroes in their own image. So respect to the Mexican community. With that being said, I did not take my children to see Black Panther 2 so they can watch Mexican superheroes whip the shit out of black superheroes. I'm going to say it again. And I don't care who don't like it. 
As far as I'm concerned, it was a total disgrace to watch a movie where everything black children held sacred about the Wakandans was shown to be possessed by the underwater Mexicans. <laughs> Vibranium was supposed to be native to Wakanda. But Ryan Coogler and whoever else wrote that horrible screenplay gave the underwater Mexicans vibranium too and made them as strong as the Wakandans. Why would you build up Black Panther as strongly as you did in the first movie only to turn around and tear the damn thing down? The Mexicans were clearly stronger than the Africans in that movie. The Mexicans were whipping our ass the whole movie. The Mexican leader, and I forget his name, he got more screen time in the movie than the Black Panther did. If this movie is about Black Panther, emphasis on black why are our children in the movie theater watching an underwater mexican hero get more screen time than the black hero in the movie you don't understand my i i just wanted to show i don't want to see how my black people feel about this man I ain't gonna hold you. I just wanna see how my black people felt about this. Uh, I get what he was trying to say, but bro, I ain't gonna hold you, bro. Black people just can't always be fucking victims, bro. Black, we gotta take some L's. We gotta take some L's. And honestly, I thought it was cool. Now, I do agree with the whole vibranium shit. And again, you're not understanding how they had to shift everything with uh, Chadwick Boseman dying. I mean, bro, that threw a whole monkey wrench into everything. So shout out to Ryan Coogler, man, for coming up with some shit. Um, I ain't going to hold you, though. I thought it was a little better that it showed that Wakanda can only be defeated by other motherfuckers with vibranium and not only other motherfuckers with vibranium. These are some like all it, bro. If you see, like, he's seen the movie. I'm surprised he was acting so crazy about it. Like, like, bro, they got some different underwater shit, which actually helped bring back the black, <clears throat> bring back the black Panther. As far as more screen time. Yeah. Of course he what's his name? Uh, I know the feathers uh to to Tulakar Tukala, I forget his name, man. But uh no more. Yeah, of course he had more screen time than Black Panther. Black Panther didn't come into the end. But did he have more screen time than Shuri? I don't think so. Shuri is the Black Panther. Like I don't know if he on some misogynistic shit and just not really acknowledging her as a Black Panther, but yo, Shuri had way more screen time than that dude. Like, like, come on, let's be real here. So Shuri had more screen time than him. And then uh, 
I thought that you need that type of conflict, bro, because this shit would get boring. If it's just like, oh, Wakanda just so much better than everyone, it'll get boring. So considering the fact that they had a formidable foe that came and was like wiped out shit, but you got to think, he did all of this with no Black Panther. If Shuri was Black Panther at the time he came to Wakanda, it would not have been the same story. You see, one-on-one, 1v1, Shuri as Black Panther versus Namor, she washed that name. She had a chance to kill him, and she didn't. So I'm not buying that. I just want to see how my Black people felt about this. Uh I'm not, I'm honestly, I'm not buying the whole review. Now, the first review, I feel them because I'm trying to tell y'all. And maybe it's a black man thing. Most black men, we like, bro, motherfuckers was not feeling black. I like Black Panther as a movie, but as far as the symbols, the symbolism, I hated it. I hated it because, bro, like, as, as much as people, yeah, every everybody from Africa, everyone from Africa, I just seen a study put out that every alive person on this earth, every person on this earth right now that's alive, origins come from Africa. Everybody from Africa. So I'm not mad at that. But when you talk about uh, African, like, bro, black culture, hip hop, uh, you know, our, our black shit, the Sydney Portier, that's what we have to go off on. I'm a black man. I don't, uh, and it's probably because I've never been, never really met too many people from Africa, um, and people that I have met from Africa, like, get on my fucking nerves. So, um, yeah, we're not that entrenched with African culture. So to see uh, the African be propelled, which is Black Panther, and the black man from America, niggas from Oakland, get demonized like he doing something wrong like bro a lot of black people that i know had issues with the movie so i'm not mad at his black panther one take black panther two take horrible dr umar horrible shout out to the under shout out to the underwater mexicans though that shit funny as hell i'm sorry the underwater mexicans bro that brings a new term to the term wetbacks that shit funny as hell. The underwater Mexican. That shit funny as hell. <sighs> Is anybody mad at the term wetback? Shut the fuck up. Black people have been called niggers for like 500 years. You can take wetbacks. Shut the fuck up. So yeah. Those are my top 10 movies of the year. We're kind of forever. Number one, the feels was in the movie theater when I went. Y'all know how I feel, man. Movie theater experience. It is a big part of everything. So shout out to them. Okay. Now let's do top five movies that are overrated. Overrated. Number five. Everything, everywhere all at once now i'm not saying it wasn't a good movie but 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 i could have streamed it at the crib i ain't even gonna hold you i could have streamed that shit at the crib bruh 
Like, bro, it, it was. You no, know, the chick I went with, she was asleep, knocked the fuck out. Like, it, I watched the whole movie, though. I did watch the whole movie. I enjoyed it, but people out here, they were saying it was better than Multiverse of Madness. No, the fuck it was not. It's not even the same type of movie. This everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once is like uh, the one. I don't know if you guys ever seen that movie, but it was kind of like it was kind of like that. You see a bunch of different universes. You go to a bunch of different universes, and it's that uh, multiverse of madness. Maybe had like four or five universes. This was like ten to twenty. Cool. I didn't need all that. The acting was cool. They got the auntie from Shang-Chi in there. She was cool. Um, the action was trash, though. I'm not going to... The action, and I get it was an independent film. The action was horrible. That means something to me. You telling me you watched that and you thought it was a good action film? No, the fuck it was not. It wasn't. It wasn't. It shit was ass when it comes to action. Uh, is it a movie I'll ever watch again? Probably not, unless it's a bitty next to me. And she's talking about, oh, i never seen everything everywhere all at once. Let's watch it. I'll watch it with her, rub on her booty or something, maybe grab a titty. But other than that, I'm not watching that shit. I ain't going to hold you. I'm not. I'm not watching it. 95% on tomato meter, 89% on the audience score. Um, I don't rock with either. I'm more in the 80 percentile. I think I think it was a flat 80. I don't even know if I I'll say like a 75%. I ain't gonna hold you. And only why is because it was overrated. Bro, heavy spoilers. When I was watching his shit, he was like, it's like the best movie I've ever seen. Like so many people said it was like the best movie ever. And it was like super overrated. The daughter was the villain. She was the main antagonist. It was you could see it coming from a mile away. Like Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Played on a lot of Asian stereotypes. And I is it a stereotype? Is it true? Only why the chicken stereotype is fucked up because everybody eat chicken. Black people, white people, Asians, Mexicans, everybody eat fucking chicken. But like the whole Asian parent shit, and they just super hard on their kid no matter what they do, they played into that heavy. They played into that heavy. And this is an Asian film, so hey, I don't know. They played into that shit super heavy, though. I mean, they was dogging that shit. Like, the mom was about to say something nice to the daughter, and then she just like, oh, I can't say anything nice to my daughter. It was like, you need to stop eating so much McDonald's. You're looking fat now. Like, goddamn. I'm not about to watch a movie that say some shit like that, because I'm about to order McDonald's as soon as I'm done with this shit. And then, like, I'm supposed to be like, yeah, that was the best movie of the year. No, it wasn't. That shit was ass. Or it wasn't ass, but it was overrated. I'm not mad I spent money on it, but I'm definitely mad that people said it was so good. So that's everywhere. everywhere. Nope is number four. 82% on the tomato meter. 69% on the audience score. Where do I fall in that? More on the audience score. Definitely. Definitely on the audience score. Uh, check out my Nope review that I released on YouTube. Uh, thought the movie was ass. People were trying to kill Logan Paul, calling him racist, 
all of that shit because he said the movie was trash. Every point Logan Paul made, I agree with. The movie was ass. None of it made sense. The shit that connected wasn't dope. Why the fuck was it just a random white shoe defying all gravity? They never said why that happened. The Asian dude summoned, trying to summon the goddamn alien, and then he get ate up like a dumbass. That shit was stupid. Bro, everything from that movie was dumb. I ain't gonna hold you. The only thing that kept me awake during that movie was, guess what? Kiki Palmer. That was it. That was it. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya, ass, terrible, no emotion. I don't like to see a black man sitting there acting like he can't talk in front of white people. That made me mad. I didn't like that. Um, yeah, and then it had to, and then he had to get saved by his black sister. You know, bro, stop with that woke shit, bro. Black man, we know how to talk. We know how to talk, bro. Like, stop that shit. Stop that shit. Wasn't feeling it. Was it not feeling it? Wasn't feeling that shit. My nigga looking down and shit while he talking to the white man. You know what I'm saying? He looking at the ground while the white man looking at him in his face. And you're going to sit your bitch ass there and just sit there and look. Boy, knock your ass out, Daniel Kaluuya. And sh- fuck Jordan Peele for that. That was ass. But then but then the sister, the strong black woman. Shout out to all my black queens. I love all my black queens. But, bro, we can do it ourselves. All that shit was not feeling was not feeling. Uh oh, I think I'm done with another finger. Ugh. Ugh. So yeah, nope was ass. Would not recommend unless you want to just watch an ass movie. I am on empty, so. Just poured up two more fingers off. The <laughs> mm. water. Tell you what, I'm not trying to throw up on stream or on this podcast. So I, I'm going to start chasing a little water at this point. I've been eating all day, but I'm eating soon. I'm done with this. All right, number three, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. (sighs) 69% on tomato meter, 96% on audience score. Y'all already know I'm leaning towards audience score, or not audience score, tomato meter. This movie was not that good, very predictable. Uh, I know it's a movie for kids. It's supposed to be fun. Bro, Sonic came out when I was a kid. Bro, fucking kids, man. Make some shit for adults. That shit was mid as fuck. 
And I hate it because the first one I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the first Sonic. Sonic 2 was not that good. It wasn't. Even though they had Tails and it just wasn't that good. It's not really too much to say about it. Uh, the boyfriend was stupid. I think he had one of Sonic's rings and he replaced it with an engagement ring. Just dumb shit, bro. Dumb ass shit. Only thing I really liked from that movie was the dance battle. That was it. Number two, Morbius. Now I know you might be thinking, overrated? People clowned this movie when it came out. Sure, people did. 15% on tomato meter, but the audience score says 71. I think the audience score should be in the 60s. No kizzy. It should be in the 60s. Um, now, when I seen Morbius, I liked it. But did I think it was that good? No. I just think it got a bad rap because, yo, they say Jared Leto like a weirdo. And y'all know how Hollywood is, man. They be trying to get motherfuckers out of there who not with the woke agenda. Let's keep it hot, bro. So kind of feel like they shitting on Jared Leto a little bit. But the movie could have been so much better. Uh, especially when I, I watched it a second time. And the second time I watched it, I was like, yeah, it wasn't really that. I think I gave it a five. If if you go back to my Morbius podcast, which I do a podcast for anything Marvel, uh, apparently, except for what didn't I do a podcast for? Oh, Werewolf by Night. And I recorded the podcast, but it got deleted or it was some weird shit happened behind it. But regardless. I don't do podcasts twice. So if you fuck up, if this one fuck up, we won't have a New Year's episode. If I listen to this and it's all like choppy and we, we're not having a New Year's episode. It's, just, it's that simple. But yeah, as far as and why it says overrated, bro, this movie was talked about so much on social media. It's not even funny. It's morbid time. All of that shit. It made it made a, a more billion bucks, bro. The movie wasn't that good for all of that hype. It got hyped so much online they put it back in theaters and it flopped it again. So y'all hyped it a little too much. I don't care if it was a joke. I don't care if it was a joke. Had to put it up there as number two. Number one, the Batman. Yeah, I said it. The Batman. Anybody who a listener of this podcast, y'all know I've been shitting on the Batman ever since it came out. Two hours and 56 minutes worth of shit. I don't give a damn what anybody say. It was ass. It was terrible. Now, I never watch it again. Uh, too, too slow. Too dark. And I get it. Batman, he doesn't have personality. And I get that's his character. He doesn't have personality. But the rest of the people around him need to have personality. Like, bro, you already ass. Why everybody else around you got to be ass? I don't understand it. I, when I say everybody, I mean everybody. Catwoman, she was trash. The detective, he was trash. 
Like, the Riddler, he was trash. All them whack-ass Riddles. Like, bro, riddle me this. Have a, like, when can you have a better movie? Like, bro, that shit was ass. Fuck Matt. I think Matt Reeves did it. Yeah, Matt Reeves. Fuck Matt Reeves. I'm just saying, fuck him. That shit was ass, bro. I've never seen more people asleep in my lifetime at the theater. Asleep. When I went to see Avatar, it was a lot of people awake. The movie is longer by 15 minutes. This movie, when I left, it was like a lot of people sleeping. A lot. And I did fall asleep during Avatar because a lot of that shit was like filler. But still, I'm just, I'm telling you, bro, the Batman was not good. Uh, oh, this camera. I'm getting a camera. I need a camera, bro. I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't gonna hold you. I need a camera. I need to start putting it on a stand or something. This shit is not cool. Come on, bro. Takes too much shit to fucking edit, man. Shit. But yeah, I don't know, man. It, it just it, it wasn't that good to me. Could have been way better. And I went to see it in the movie theater. So anybody trying to be like, oh, you're a Marvel fan, so you hating? Bro, I went, I paid my hard-earned money to go see that fucking movie, and I thought it was trash, bro. Now I have the right to say that. This is America we talking about. This is America. Movie was ass. So that's my most overrated film of the of the year. Now, let's get to top five movies you might be sleeping on. Number five, Hocus Pocus 2. Now, yes, it was highly anticipated. It's Hocus Pocus, but it got a 64% on the tomato meter and a 50% on the audience score. It means a lot of people didn't like it. I, for one, thought the movie was good. Wasn't good enough to put in my top 10, but it definitely was a movie that I like. I watched it twice. And it made me shed a tear. And that goes to a lot. That that bro, that's a lot. The movie made me bro. The part when she was like, Well, if I can't be with my sisters, I'd rather die anyway, because that's the only part I'm whole or whatever she said. This is my heart, and it broke. And I start crying all over the place. That bro, it was good. And it actually had some black people in it. Like, bro, when I seen the movie. And I think the first person you see is like a black person. I Googled black people from the first one. And the only thing I found was like a, a, an extra. Like in the, at the dance or some shit. I didn't see like, it wasn't any black characters besides the cat. Like if we just being honest. So I liked the evolution and I thought it was a good movie. And I definitely am watching Hocus Pocus 2 next year. 
for Halloween. As one of my favorite Halloween movies at this time. Okay, number four, uh, Me Time. Oh, and let me go back real quick. Uh, do I agree with either of the scores, 64 or 50? No, I think it should have been in the 70s somewhere. I thought it was a good movie. Me Time by Kevin Hart. And this has, yo, this shit crazy. <laughs> I, and I know you might be like, why are you telling me this? Like, bro, it got a 6% on the tomato meter and a 33% on the audience score. If you just want, bro, I am a person who believes in fun, which is why I love Thor, Love and Thunder. I thought it was a fun movie. Sometimes you just got to have fun. Sometimes you want to just watch a, a nothingless, a meaningless movie. And that's what me time is. And I don't mean that disrespectful, but it's about a dad, a stay at home dad who's finally getting some me time. And bro. I'm not mad at that. Shout out to the stay-at-home dads, bro. Change, change the stigma around stay-at-home dads. I, I was a stay-at-home dad for like a year. And I'm, I'm not saying I was a willingly stay-at-home dad. I was just on some bum nigga shit. But I still was a stay-at-home dad. Taking my babies to school, getting up, taking them to school, picking them up from school, making sure they got lunch. It's stay-at-home dads out here, bro. It's stay-at-home dads out here. So I love the representation. Y'all know what my favorite saying is. Representation matters. Them 33%, they're probably all stay-at-home dads that liked it. I ain't, bro, what's the problem? I liked the movie. I thought it was good. Again, Kevin Hart, Mark Wahlberg. Come on, man. Y'all know what I just said about Mark Wahlberg, bro. I fuck with Mark Wahlberg as an actor, not so much as a person. I don't know him as a person, but I mean, shout out to his racist behaviors. But he was a teenager. We all make mistakes as a teenager. I make mistakes. We all make mistakes. We're not the same person we was when we was 18, 16, 17, 15. None of us are. So uh, even though I think Jerry Jones should have got canceled for that picture, but regardless, I... I think Me Time was good. And sometimes, bro, you just want to laugh. If you want to just laugh, it's funny. Kevin Hart is always the butt of the joke in pretty much every movie he's in. If Kevin Hart is the person making fun of you, it's probably not going to be a good movie. Kevin Hart being the butt of the joke is the good part of the movies, of his movies. And when he wants to tell jokes, that's what he has stand-up for. People was mad he called his daughter a hoe. Like, like bro. But when he's the butt of the joke, it's funny. And he's always the butt of the joke in his movies because he's the shortening. It ain't never been one short dude I looked at and thought, I can't whoop his ass. Like, let's just be real. It's a size thing. So shout out Kevin Hart. Shout out Me Time. Definitely is a movie y'all sleeping on. Number three, Day Shift. This has a... And this is uh, starring Jamie Foxx. And this is this was a Halloween movie. Um, starring Jamie Foxx and Snoop Dogg is in it. And um, yeah, 57% on tomato meter, 70%, 76% on audience score. I lean towards the audience score because again, sometimes you just need mindless fun. It's not a super heavy plot. It's just something good to watch when it's Halloween time, man. 
it's action, it's horror. It's only a minute 53. My man's trying to get his family back. It's not that complex. So it's a movie you can enjoy. And you should enjoy this. Go watch Day Shift. It was a good one. Even if you want to wait until Halloween, watch that one, man. It was a good one. Number two, The Good Nurse. 76% on the tomato meter, 77% on the audience score. I'm right there with both. They're uh, uh, percentage apart. I'm right there. It's a good movie. Not a movie I'll watch again, but very informative. Apparently, it was a guy who was a nurse who was going to all of these different hospitals and killing patients. I mean, killing patients. I think they said he killed over 40 patients. Um, The good nurse... nurse body count yeah the good nurse body count yeah for bro i know this shirt i remember bro, i have a good fucking memory that's why when people tell me like oh that's not how this bro i remember shit bro i have a good fucking memory i got a memory like a like an elephant okay so the real charles cullen confessed in killing as many as 40 people despite only 29 being confirmed and then they said, however, the actual number of victims uh, can be up to 400. But for, for now, I know it's about 40. This dude was up in hospitals with the whitest. When I say the whitest, I mean the whitest of privileges. He was killing all these people, putting um, like putting insulin in their shit. Like, they need an IV. He give them insulin. If you give me insulin, I'm going to die. I don't need insulin, bro. You know what I mean? I'm not diabetic. Like, this is what he was doing. And he was killing a lot of people. A lot of people he was killing, bro. And that's not cool. And then uh, on top of that, why I say the whitest of privileges is because when he was doing this, all of these hospitals, they was just firing him. They wasn't pressing charges because they didn't want to look bad. So he was getting fired and then going on to another hospital, killing a bunch of people. Then he get fired again. Once he was in nine different hospitals until he got caught and arrested. That's fucked up. That's fucked up, man. Cause he white. But hey, man, white privilege. It's fucked up though. But it happened. That's a true story. So the good nurse, shout out to her. She was a very good nurse. She got his ass up out of there. Got his bitch ass locked up. And I love her for that. Shout out to her. Uh, matter of fact, let me let me give her a name because this is a true story. The good nurse. Amy Lauren. Shout out to Amy Lauren. She's definitely a good nurse. I work at a hospital. Shout out to all the sexy nurses, bro. Bro. Nurses be fine as fuck. Nurses and CNAs, bro, working at a hospital. Bro, nurses be so fine. Nurses be so fine. I be buying bitches Crocs, bro. I'm like, bro, because all the nurses wear Crocs. You know what I mean? Like, all the nurses wear Crocs, bro. That's how, yo, nurses so fine. I'm buying all the bitches Crocs. Let me see you in these Crocs, girl. You can be my little, so you can be my little nurse. <laughs> Only jokes. No, I do be buying Mrs. Crocs, though. 
yo. Only if you my bitch, though. If you ain't my bitch, because I if I ain't bought you no cross, because you ain't my bitch. I don't know what I'm saying, bro. Uh, number one, Lou. Lou has a 69, and this is a Netflix film. Lou has a 69% on the tomato meter and a 61% on audience score. Y'all sleeping on this. It's my number one most slept on film of the year. Thought it was very good. It kind of give me Taken vibes because it's an old white woman who whooping shit. And I love it. I love it. I look, bro, like, I know y'all be like, oh, women can't do this and what, bro. I love seeing a fan with some women whooping up on niggas. I ain't going to hold you. When I see a woman on film beating the shit out of dudes, my, like, my male shit doesn't kick in. I'm like, oh, that could never happen. So let me remind you, this is an old woman. So some black chick, uh, not some black chick, Josie Smollett. Uh, her name is Journey Smollett. Let's say that. Journey Smollett, which is Josie Smollett's sister. Uh, she's in the film. And um, some white guy who's her baby daddy come and steal their baby kidnap. And she looked for Lou to help her get her kids back. And does Lou get her kids back? She whooping shit, shooting shit, choking shit out. Lou go hard, bro. So if you want to watch some shit where it's just an old lady whooping shit, get some good action. Put on Lou. Great film. Y'all sleeping on it. It's not good enough to get in my top 10, but definitely good enough to tell you my top five, what you've been sleeping on. So go watch Lou. It's on Netflix, bro. You're sleeping on that. You're sleeping. Wake your bitch ass up. Okay, okay, okay. We still on? Are we still on movies? No, that's it. That's it for movies, y'all. That's it for movies. We end. We done with the movie part. Of the show, we done with the movie part of our podcast. Let's go on to series. Now, let's go on to series. Now, this one was hard because I watch a lot of series. Top 10 series of 22. I actually had to take two out and put two more in. So this is uh this is a good one. It's no controversy because it's my list. Like I have I've never watched every series, like I've never seen House of Dragon. I don't watch that shit. So this is all based on Kevin 27. This is what I like. It's my list. Okay, y'all? So don't at me unless you want to at me and follow me. Uh, number 10. Reacher. 92% on the tomato meter. 91% average audience score. I'm right there either way. Same shit, 92-91. Great series. Prime video. I fucked with it the long way. Um, Now, I did see the Jack Reacher film starring Tom Cruise, which I really loved. Loved it so much. I talked to some random dude when I was homeless, and he told me, he was like, hey, man, I actually got the book that this movie's based on because... He was mad because the Reacher, like when you read the book, Reacher's like 6'4", big, brolicky ass white dude, and then you got Tom Cruise playing him in the movies. Now, I liked it. I thought, bro, Tom Cruise is a phenomenal actor, bro. Like, seriously, he's a phenomenal actor. 
So I thought he did a good job and I read the book and I still think he did a good job after reading the book. Uh, one shot. Now, Reacher isn't based on one shot. On, let me see. Let me see. Because I read a couple of uh, the books that Reacher was. Reacher. Let's see. Mm, okay. Let's see what book is Reacher season one based on Killing Floor. Okay, so it was based on Killing Floor, Child's nineteen ninety seven debut novel. Never read that one. I ain't gonna hold you. I never read that one, but I did read a. I think I read three of uh, Lee Child's books. That wasn't one of them. But regardless, I love the character Jack Reacher. That actually found a big brolicky dude to play Jack Reacher, and I loved it, man. It was a. Uh, I wouldn't say ten out of ten, but an eight out of ten. Definitely kept me captivated. Definitely kept me into it, and I fuck with it. So check out Reacher on Prime Video. Number nine, Peacemaker. Peacemaker. 94% on the tomato meter, 89% average audience score. Uh, I think I'll probably lean with the audience score. I think it's about in the 80s, high 80s. Definitely good. Best thing DC ever put out as far as the TV shows. And um, bro, I just love the gore. It's rated TVMA. I mean, Peacemaker was fucking. I mean, you ain't gonna get that in Marvel. I mean, look at what they did with uh all we all we got in She-Hulk was feet. Like all we got was feet. We didn't we don't we're not getting no fucking. So shout out to uh Peacemaker. And it was very gory, very bloody, and it came out in January. So I don't remember too much about it, but it definitely was good. And I fuck with Peacemaker. Number eight, winning time, the rise of the Lakers dynasty, 85% on the tomato meter, 86% average audience score. I'm right there. I'm right there. It was good. It was good. The worst thing about that show, I'm a, I'm a, I ain't going to hold you. The worst. Hold on, plug this shit up. The worst thing about that show, even if it was true, I mean, apparently, Yo, Magic Johnson, bro, was slaying hella puss. Slaying mad pussy. So I ain't gonna hold you, but bro, that was a little too disrespectful with it. Like, hold on. Yeah, man, the way they the way they have Magic Johnson, like, bro, they made it seem like he couldn't, like, he couldn't think about anything other than pussy. He couldn't think about anything other than pussy, which was uh, a little disappointing. 
But I mean, my nigga did catch AIDS or HIV. He didn't catch AIDS. Uh, he caught HIV. He even said that he was hella smashing chicks. So, I mean, it is what it is. Of course, they embellished, but they, bro, Jerry West, the, that's how I know the show was fire, bro. Jerry West demanded an apology for the way he was portrayed in the show. Like, he demanded an apology. HBO never gave him one, but he demanded an apology. That's how you know the show was fired, bro. That's how you know the show was fired. People's hitting him up like, yo, Jerry, was you really acting like this back in the day? Like, bro, let me fuck that, bro. I'm the logo. Like, that's how you know the show was fired. So shout out to Winning Time. Cannot wait for season two. I mean, you can get five seasons out. Magic won. Magic won five championships, lost four. You can get about eight seasons out of this shit. Like, let's keep it real. Maybe six, because you don't want to see too much losing. But about six, six, maybe six. You can get so many seasons out of winning time. They didn't even close, bro. They didn't even close. So, yeah, man. Shout out to winning time. That shit was fire. Where we at? Number seven? Number seven, the terminal list starring Chris Pratt. 39% on the tomato meter, but 95% on the audience score. I'm leaning towards the audience score. I thought the terminal list was fire. I binge watched it all the way through. Super fire. Love Chris Pratt as an actor. Tomorrow War, Guardians, everything he does. I'm tuning in. It's Chris Pratt. I'm all there. I'm there. Uh, except for Jurassic World. I ain't into Jurassic shit. But other than that, I'll fuck with Chris Pratt. He's super duper lit. And um, the terminal list was fire, man. They get it, man. Can't they put a tumor in his head? Like. That's why it's called the terminal list. Like they put a tumor in his head, like the government or some crazy shit. And he was on revenge as a Marine to kill everybody who had a part in killing his family. And bro, give me a good revenge story. I'm all here for it. Terminal list. Yo, if you want a revenge story, the terminal list is the show for you. It's on prime video. Go watch that shit right the fuck now. Terminal is super fire. Number six, where we at? The best man, the final chapters. Yo, 88% on average tomato meter, 94% on audience score. I lean with audience score. Bro, that shit snuck in. Remember, it came out on December 22nd. Snuck in at the end. But boy, I watched the whole thing in one day. It could be, I'm... I was super invested in the Best Man series. We can talk about the movie. When you talk about the uh, the second movie, super invested. That's one of them black films that just grow up watching all the time. The Best Man is super good. All your favorites, Terrence Howard, Tay Diggs. Uh, I mean, uh, Morris Chestnut. We talk about the ladies. We got, um, I was going to say, Najee P. Ensign. That's Taraji Pinson. Um, why can't you think of the women's names? I know you got Nia Long. I can't think of the light-skinned chick. Um, but seriously, all the black, a lot of the black graces in that film. And then the TV series. So honestly, the TV series was fire as hell. And the TV series start from um from the end of the last movie, which I thought was great. I thought we were going to start like, what's going on now? No, it started from the last movie, which was in 2013. And 
it leads all the way up until what's going on now. Super fire. I've never seen a show like that. That shit was fire. It's on Peacock. Go watch that shit. Best Man in the Series, super fire. I'm probably going to, more likely, I'm watching that shit again. Super fire. I watched it in one night. One night, all eight episodes. Eight hours full of fun. One eight hours, because some of them episodes like 40 minutes. But, bro, that shit was super fire. So go check that out. Where are we at? Number five? Number five is from. So from, I thought it was very good. 96% average tomato meter. 86% on the audience score. Uh, and speaking of the best man, it's starring Harold Perrinaugh. He's the same dude from the best man, the dude with the dreads. He's in it. So, bro, uh, From was a good one. Definitely some yo, shorty I was fucking with, she ended up telling me about it. And, um, bro, I watched the first two episodes. You got to watch them for free on Prime Video. This shit was so good. I paid the six bucks on Epics to watch the rest of the series. Super good. I told y'all already I liked it, but just it's one of my favorite series from this year. Great cliffhanger. I mean, it was super fire. I mean, basically, they get trapped in a town and they don't know how they got there. No one knows and they can't get out. I mean, it's super dope. I, I really fuck with From. I can't wait for season two. Um, I can't wait for season two. It was pretty good. I, I ain't going to hold you. Uh, go watch From, F-R-O-M, if you want to watch some scary shit. I mean, it's the only thing I've watched this year when I was watching, and I was like, ah! Like, it was something, like, it was something that made me scream out loud. Like, I was so scared. Like, so go watch from that shit was good. Hella good. Number four, Dahmer, the monster. Oh, no, it's called Dahmer, monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. 57% on tomato meter, 83% on average audience score. I mean, I don't even know why. Maybe it's only on 57% because of some woke shit, and I get it. I super get it. I mean, a lot of his victims were black men, black gay men. So I get why it could be like, like why, I get why some shit that I had you feeling away. Cause you're like, bro, like this, like why y'all glorifying this man? But I ain't gonna lie, man. I, I like that Netflix did it. You know why? Cause, because I didn't know shit about Jeffrey Dahmer. I ain't going to hold you. I didn't know a damn... I think it's it. Yeah, there we go. Turn on control. I didn't know shit about Jeffrey Dahmer. Like, I think I probably just only knew the name. Like, I didn't know that Jeffrey Dahmer... I'm, I'm, let me mind you. I am 31. At the time when the show came out, I was 30. Jeffrey Dahmer... Let's see. He got killed in 90, 94. I was three years old at the time, and he got arrested in 91. He got arrested before I was even born. So, yeah, I didn't know shit about Jeffrey Dahmer, bro. I just knew about the name. I'm not like, like this girl at my job, she was like, oh, I'm so into serial killers. Like, 
I've never been that type of person, but it is interesting. Like the night was the name, the night, the night murderer or some crazy shit like that. The night, what was his name? His name was the night crawler. He had some crazy name. The night, the night stalker. Like, you know, I just found out about him. Serious shit. And I remember my mom used to tell me like shit because I think he got, it was in the mid eighties. She was like 13 or some shit when he was going crazy. Like, so I heard a little bit about him, but Jeffrey Dahmer, you got, then that's all the way in Milwaukee. I'm in Vegas. I don't know shit about Jeffrey Dahmer, but the show was very informative. And I just, bro, any show exposing white people and they privilege, I fucking love. Like when you watch the show, you get to see the whitest of privileges. Man driving drunk, got off because the white police officer was like, man, I don't want to ruin your future, man. Go ahead and just go home, but you better go home. Man had a dead body in the trunk. Like, weird, like weird shit. What was another one? The judge, he raped a fucking, I think he raped the Asian kid or some shit. And the judge was like, I don't want to ruin your life, so you go do your time, and then when you get out, your record will be sealed. Like, just the whitest of privileges. Again, and maybe some gay privilege, honestly, because he told dude, he's like, uh, when when the thirteen year old, when the, the little boy that he ended up killing, uh, he told him, he told the police that like, we're boyfriends, like, oh, you don't want to see this, like they're like, I ain't trying to see no niggas fucking on no camera, man, like, so maybe he had a little white privilege and gay privilege, but I'm just glad they exposed it, and it just, I hate it had to happen to a bunch of black people, but hey, man. Always keep your guard up around white people. You got to keep your guard up, bro. I don't give a damn who it is. Keep your guard. Honestly, keep your guard up around all people, but especially the whites. Uh, number three. Power Book 3, Season 2, Raising Canaan. Yo, season two of Raising Canaan, super fire. Episode one to ten, I love. It's, I don't know why. It could, I think it's the score. The score that they do in the power universe, I think it gives you anxiety. Like, I ain't gonna hold you. Or, like, because, or it makes you, yeah, anxious, same shit. When I'm list, like, when I'm watching in, the way that they per, like they set up the deaths or almost deaths and they put the music behind it, I just love it. And honestly, bro, Raising Canaan, super fire. If you're not into the power, you know I got white people who don't watch, who listen. Yo, go check out the first original power and then go check out Ghost and go check out Ghost Season 2 and Raising Canaan. Bro, the power universe is one of my favorites. I love a universe. Shout out to Marvel. Marvel started universe. Isn't, yeah. I feel like Marvel started universes, bro. Like, everything going on in this shit, it all connects. It's it's all connected. Um, now, I don't want to say Marvel started universes, but, yeah, I can't. Can I say that, though? Because, like, I'm trying to think. I feel like Marvel, at least they're the first ones to put out TV shows based on their universes, right? Like, everyone else, they just do movies. Like, even Star Wars, they just start putting out TV shows. 
Like Marvel, I feel like they did it first. I don't know. Fuck it. I'm just saying Marvel. I'm giving Marvel the credit. Fuck everybody. But the universe of power is one that I love. And if you haven't checked out Raising Canaan, go check that shit out. Super fire. Uh, one of my homegirls, Chrissy, she was super against watching Raising Canaan. And then she ended up just watching it one day, two years later, and she binge watched season one and half a season two and watched the rest of it with me. So I'm telling you, man, Raising Canaan, Super Fire got an 87% on audience score, and that's based off 30 people. No tomato meter. Hating on a black man once again. Where the critics at, man? Where the critics at, man? Number two, Moon Knight. Uh, bro, Moon Knight was just fire. 86% tomato meter. 89% average audience score. I mean, Moon Knight was just fire, bro. Like, I mean, Mark Spector, Steven... I don't remember Steven's name, but I know it was with a V. Bro, that was just fire. Everything about that show was fire. And it had, bro, it was my it was my highest rated podcast of the year. And I don't even think it was close. The numbers my Moon Knight podcast pulled in, as opposed to Miss Marvel and She-Hulk, it's like double, maybe triple. Like, bro, people was fucking with Moon Knight. Like, super heavy. People is fucking with Moon Knight. Uh, so, shout out Mark Spector. Shout out to uh, Moon Knight, Mr. Knight, all of that shit. Moon Knight was super fire. I loved it. I actually watched it twice. Moon Knight was fire, bro. Moon Knight was fire. Number one. Season four of Stranger Things. Yes, I said it. And that's how you know I'm not biased, bro. I'm not biased. Like, I have bias, but I'm not. If something is good, I'm going to say it's good. Season four of Stranger Things was the best. It might be the best thing of Stranger Things since Stranger Things season one. Like, seriously, the first season was the best, and season four might be the second best. Bro, super duper fire. Bro, scene 11, beat that white girl in the face with a skate. That shit was fire. Uh, it's just way too many fire moments. I watched that shit easily. Easily I watched it. And when it came to the... Because you know they released the first two or they released like the first like seven episodes and they released the last two later. Bro, fire. I loved it. I can't wait for season five. Stranger Things is the shit. So I'm all here for Stranger Things. Name me a show that was better than Stranger Things this year. I bet you can. You can. Maybe you want to. I didn't watch House of Dragon. So that's probably one that you could say was better than Stranger Things. But, oh, I didn't watch that shit. Hold up. There we go. I didn't watch that shit. So I can't tell you that was better. But from my point of view, Stranger Things. Best show of 2022, hands down, it's not even close, bro. It's not even close. Not even close. Okay. That's the shows. Right? Top 10 series. Let's do top five. Top five disappointing series. Hate to do it, but I had to. It's the end of the year. 
Number five, season three of The Boys. Now, while I did enjoy The Boys season three, it kind of made me feel like I felt with the other couple seasons. Not enough action. Uh, too much talking. And just gory shit to, like, fill the time. To be like, oh, look at this. We had a, a midget go inside somebody's asshole. Or, no, he went in his dick hole and expanded. Like, bro, okay, that happened. If we talking about story, and we talking about action, I mean, it's superhero. I want to see good action. They had one, bro, one, no, two fight scenes throughout the whole series that was worth talking about. And that was when... Um, uh, that was when the, I forget his name. Let's see. I know Homelander. But I can't think of the other dude's name. Oh, uh, Billy was the butcher. Yeah, he was. It was the butcher, Huey, and it was another dude. Um, he was like Captain America, low key, or some shit. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, they all jumped Homelander, barely whooped his ass. Like he had to get up out of there. They did whoop his ass, but he had to get up out of there. That was one fight, and then Homelander uh, fought Maeve and, like, barely could beat her ass. It was, like, the only two out of eight episodes, it was, like, really two, like, action-packed moments. I need action in my superhero films or TV shows. That's one. Uh, two, it was a little stale. And then three, I just think, like, I don't know, man. They did a lot of cringe shit. Like, they brought up some COVID shit. I don't know, man. It could have been better. Season three was a letdown, supposed to the first two seasons. And even with the first two seasons, I was like, there's not enough action. I like the action shit, man. So, that's just my opinion. Season three should have been better. I don't give a fuck what you say. Okay, season, uh, not season four. Uh, number four, The Watcher. This was 55% on tomato meter, 34% on audience score. I'm leaning towards audience score. Wait, did I do the audience score from the last one? I don't think I did. Oh, okay. Let me go back real quick. Okay. And the boys had a 98%. On tomato meter, 83% on audience score. I'm leaning towards audience score with that one. So, okay. Now, number four, The Watcher, 55% on tomato meter, 34% audience score. I'm leaning towards audience score. Not even going to lie. The show, the, the trailer, very captivating. 
really got me into it, wanting to watch it. By the episode, maybe four, I thought the shit was stupid. And I still watched it. They was trying to make like, and I get it, it is a law. In certain states, um, if you are 16, you can fuck whoever you want to, like low-key. Certain states, you 16, you allowed to fuck whoever you want to. I just thought they was making it, I just thought they made it weird trying to make it a thing, like, because the dad was mad because some 19-year-old is fucking on or uh, sending, like, naked pictures and shit to a 16-year-old daughter. Like, bro, he has the right to be mad about that. She's still a a, a kid at the end of the day because this is how I feel. This is how I feel, low-key. If you old enough to fuck a 19-year-old, then you should be old enough for me to kick you the fuck out. Like, like seriously, I don't understand that. But regardless, I live in Nevada. It's a thing in Nevada, too. So, um, I just think it was a lot of shit weird about that. And then they kept telling different stories. You kept thinking, okay, this person a watcher. Oh, this person a watcher. That person a watcher. And then this was the dumbest shit. This was the dumbest shit that I ain't gonna hold you, bro. I ain't gonna hold you. This one, I was really dumb. This dude, Rich or whatever, he had these people come and they check out his crib and they're like, hey, man, you know, it's like a dummy wall back here that you can get through. And they go through and he see a motherfucker running, running through tunnels. You're not going to break the wall down? You're going to just act like that didn't happen. So, yeah, the watcher, ass, don't watch that shit unless you want to be irritated like me. Don't watch that shit. Number three, power book. Um, I think that's four. Force. 100% on tomato meter. 86% on audience score. I thought that shit was ass. I ain't gonna hold you, bro. I'm super disappointed in that shit. Cause it's Tommy. Again, I told y'all how I feel about power and all of that shit. And honestly, I feel like uh Tommy's his show was the worst of all of them, to be real with you. His show was the worst. You know why? For one, they said he was going to LA. He didn't go to LA. He stopped at Chicago. So that was already whack. Because it's kind of the same scenery. Chicago, New York, same difference. Still cold as fuck. Still snowing. Thought it would have been a little better with him in, in L.A. Maybe you could, you know, throw on some shorts, put some sandals on. Tommy in L.A., chilling with the Bloods and the Crips. That would have been a little better than Chicago. Two. This is why I was also trash. Too many white people. I'm not trying to be that person. But Tommy is white, and he's the white guy that's cool with the black dude, and that he's the white guy that's invited to the barbecue. I don't need some Irish motherfucker from All About the Benjamins saying a bunch of dumb shit I don't care about. Same with his Irish daughter. Same with his Irish son. That's three too many white people in one power show. Too many whites. Too many white people. Wasn't feeling it. It just didn't hit the same. Um, was not mad that Tommy had a gay black brother, but I was mad that he got a black brother. Like, what the hell? This is so random. Yo, unless his mom is racist, it's no reason why she would have a kid with a black dude and abandon the child. It's no reason. Let me say it again. Unless the mom is racist, there's no reason that she would have a kid with a black dude and abandon the child unless she's racist and then go have a kid with a white guy. It don't it, it 
makes no sense. So I thought they misplayed their hand there. And on top of that, bro, if you're going to be selling drugs, let's not sell mythical shit. They was over here, you weren't selling crack, you're not selling coke, you're not selling ecstasy, you're selling some mystical, mythical drug that doesn't exist. Like, bro, that shit was ass. So, Power Book 3, get that shit up out of here. Number two, She-Hulk Attorney at Law. 92% on average tomato meter, 33% on average audience score. I lean towards audience score. I thought She-Hulk was a dumpster fire. I ain't gonna hold you, bro. I thought that she was a dumpster fire. It's not because she was a woman. Um, like I told y'all, I love seeing women get their shit in, but it was too much. Um, it was too much for me. It was a little too much male bashing because they just act like there's no good males in the world in that film or that TV series. And then, bro. Tatiana Mazzani, she's just not funny. Like, it's supposed to be a comedy. It wasn't funny. It just wasn't. It was not funny. No, this wasn't funny. So, yeah. That CGI was okay. I'm not that big of a prick when it comes to CGI, but the CGI there was shoddy at best. And then... Um, who else? What else? Yeah, the season finale was trash. Like, she talking to some dude named Kevin, which we know is supposed to be Kevin Feige. But it was still, bro, it was trash, bro. Like, she was ass. So, yeah. Uh, She-Hulk. Get that shit up out of here, bro. That shit was ass. She-Hulk was, She-Hulk was not the business. So that was fucked up. Damn. There we go. Yeah, She-Hulk was not the business. Uh, I think out of nine episodes, I like maybe five or four. So we talking about damn half of the episodes I did not like. So yeah, number two is She-Hulk for sure. Number one, season two of Euphoria. Yes, I said it. Season two of Euphoria was ass garbage. I don't give a fuck with nobody talking about. That shit was terrible. 80% on the tomato meter, 81% on the audience score. No, I don't agree with either one, bro. That shit was ass. You know why I say it was ass, bro? Because we seen Rue dealing with her drug addiction in the first episode, the first season. So they was like, okay. Let's show you how she relapsed. Bro, we know how drug addicts act when they relapse. And it honestly made her mom look worse. It honestly made it made everyone look worse. The dude, the black dude, it made that season, it made him look worse. Because regardless, bro, he was just being a creep. Like the, the black dude was like her mentor. Creep, creepy. Ugh. Two more fingers. Oh, shut up a little bit. Yeah, season two was not good. I thought eventually, like, I ain't going to hold you. When I seen the trailer and she was like running from the police, 
I thought she was going to be trapping or doing something cool. When I seen this one, I really thought the show was trash. When I seen her ask that lady to front her $10,000 worth of drugs and the lady fronted it to her, I just knew it was trash. Bro, no person, unless that lady was a drug addict herself, Nobody's going to front a fucking crackhead $10,000 worth of drugs. They're just not. It's n- Unless they're really just trying to be like, have an excuse to human traffic you. But other than that, bro, like, bro, nobody's doing that. So I thought season two was just a big waste of everybody's time, including mine. And like the last two episodes, they kind of did like a play that was based on the first season and a half. I thought that shit was trash. So, yeah. The, the best part about that season was how long have you been fucking Nate Jacobs? Like, that was the best part. That was it. Worst. And when you talking about, and only why I put it number one, bro, season one, season one of Euphoria was so fire. I usually don't watch seasons twice. I watched that season two times. I watched it by myself and I put my sister on and watched it with them. That's how much I love season two. Season one was the, or no, I'm going to say season one. Season two was not the shit. It wasn't. It was not. It was not. Okay. Now let's talk. Top five internet breaking TV series moments. Yes, I'm going there. I'm going there, baby. Uh, number five, the Moon Knight finale. Yes, that shit broke the internet. It was a lot of talk on the finale. And the talk was, oh, my God. We got Mark. We got Steven. And now we got a third person, which I don't remember his name. Don't hold me to it. But, yeah, man, they showed the third person in the limo at the end. Not only did we get that, we got uh, Layla, and she got her, uh, which was Tiberet. She became Layla's avatar, and she got her own suit, which was fire, which was low-key like some Falcon shit, but whatever. And then, obviously, we got the big finale. We got all of that with Mark and Steven and them coming back together. Bro, the finale was so fire, and it brought a lot of social media talk, especially when Jake, that's his name, Jake popped up on the scene and shot that motherfucker, Arthur Hero, gave him two to the dome. So, yeah. Episode, the season finale, definitely number five. Number four is Rue Runs From The Cops. And this is uh, season two, episode five of Euphoria. Now, while I said I didn't like it, this definitely was a top, this definitely was a top moment uh, in social media. That moment when she raised down on her mom and because her mom was about to send her to rehab and after she was doing fentanyl and all of this shit, super fire because she got the fuck up out of there, ran away, and she was running the whole episode. Like, I mean, running the whole episode, hitting licks, stealing shit, like going hard, uh, definitely unrealistic, but definitely was a top moment of the internet 
uh, uh, talking about TV series from the internet. And you know, we don't get that same shit from movies because, hold on, take a sip. Uh, movies don't get the, like, because everyone doesn't go to the movies on the same day, right? And then TV series, pretty much everyone who likes the TV series are watching it that night and they're watching it on Twitter. Everyone's trying to go viral, trying to have a hit tweet. Uh, so yeah, definitely, I will say that was a huge moment and it was a fun night on Twitter, man. I ain't gonna hold you. It was a fun night. Okay, number three, Daredevil's Walk of Shame, and that was from She-Hulk. So we all know what happened with Daredevil and She-Hulk. They end up working together, and they work together so well, they got hot and horny, and they end up fucking after that. But what happened that made the internet, that set the internet ablaze, was Matt Murdock leaving She-Hulk's crib with his full suit on and no shoes, walking away. They call it the walk of shame, even though uh, I call it the stride of pride, or my mans call it the stride of pride, which was a daredevil, because I didn't think it was like, why would he be shameful? He just smashed fucking, he just got some hokusi. So why would he be shameful of that? Maybe that's just some female shit when they leave leave a nigga house out the Bro, I'm trying to tell you, unless you're cheating on your wife, no man has ever had a one-night stand and thought it was shameful. you just like, bro, I took this bitch down on the first night. This is a W. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how Matt Murdock felt. But it definitely set the internet ablaze. I even, like, bro, I even put out a challenge. Like, bro, somebody come with the best... Um, what was the caption? Some lame-ass nigga one that I was so mad about. Because he was super lame and super annoying. But yeah, he won. But still, I thought that shit was super fire. But uh, yeah, so that's that. Okay, number two. Stranger Things running up that hill scene. So this was when Max was going through it. She actually had i think she's seen some clock which lets you know like yo that dude i don't remember his name but oh, damn, was, let me see let's do that strange thing because i don't remember his name I said, Vecna. Yeah, Vecna. Okay, so Vecna was coming to get her. It was her time. And, bro, this scene when she just lifted up in the air because she was uh, listening to Kate Bush. No, no, she wasn't listening to Kate Bush, but that was her favorite song, and it ended up saving her life, bro. It ended up saving her life. They put that on her, and, yeah, man, that shit was fire, bro. That whole scene, bro, where Max just lifted up in the air and she was suspended and all of that, bro, super duper fire, had the internet ablaze. Not only that, the song uh, Run Up That Hill went number one on iTunes, 
So that just lets you know the power of media. And that came out in 1985. Shout out to Kate Bush. Um, it's definitely great. I, I mean, it's, I wouldn't say it's my favorite moment. My favorite moment from Stranger Things was uh, the dude with the long hair. and He was playing uh, guitar on the roof in the upside down. That shit was fire, bro. I don't give a damn. That shit was fire. But they're definitely, this was a running up the hill was an internet breaking moment. And that's my number two. Now let's go to number one. Uh, the secrets at the dinner table exposed, and that was from Power Season 2, or Ghost Season 2. Now, I do want to play a little bit of that, because, bro, I ain't going to hold you. That shit was so funny. Bro, don't tell me shit. Some some shit inappropriate for some users, bro. Y'all know I'm eighteen. The fuck. Well, not eighteen, but above eighteen. You know what I'm trying to say. I'm twisted. me what to do mom's been staging her exit for weeks from the game and from you, you poppy what is she saying mom bitch you got some fucking nerve accusing me when you've been sitting up here lying in my face the whole fucking time i'm lying pretending to go to Zeke's game when i know you went to Therese's trial just like i know you was fucking him and that's why your ass ran up there like a fucking groupie i knew you was gonna let that nigga hit Tariq, we raised you better than that diana i'm not <laughs> the only one fucking somebody i ain't supposed to ma Now her pulling out the Look birth certificate. Look at it. You little fucking bitch. See my birthday? It's the wrong year. Zeke, when I called the hospital, they said they didn't have any records for an Ezekiel cross born in 2002. But they for damn sure had one in 98. Wait, so he's your oldest son, not me? Zeke, you're not 19. You're 23. That means I broke NCAA regulations. The lady's gonna think I lied about my age. That's gonna fuck up my draft. But I didn't lie. 
I didn't lie. You did. You lied. Wait. I'm a fucking killer. Now you've been lying to us our whole fucking lives. I hope you had a good enough reason. No. So Zeke is your son. Yes. And the father? I think you should leave. You should go. <laughs> hey. Yo, that shit was fire. I ain't gonna hold you, bro. It's the best moment from the bro. If now I'm black, so I'm on black Twitter, bro. That shit was for days, bro. That shit, that shit was for days, bro. So many, it was so much shit because it was like, um, <laughs> like it was so many, it was so many jokes. It was so many like people like hell no, like it was just so much. Like bro, a motherfucker was like. Imagine looking at 10-year-old dead in his face and telling me six. Like, bro, it was so funny, bro. Like, that shit was hilarious, bro. So, yeah, that's my number one moment when it comes to internet breaking moments from TV series. That shit was number one. Y'all go check out Ghost Power Book Season 2 before Season 3 come out. Super fire. Super fire. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. So, that's that. Now... It's my last one. Coming down to the wire, y'all. My last finger, too. My last two fingers. Top five documentaries of 2022. Number five. Dream On. This was a 30 for 30. Based on uh, pretty much women's basketball, uh, the women had to go hard as fuck. Uh, matter of fact, let me just read this. Uh, Three-part, and shout out to Daily Dot, three-part series about the 96 U.S. women's Olympic team where they had, where gold medal win would eventually launch the WNBA. Knowing all of that information might sound like a spoiler, but the documentary serves Blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah. So this just pretty much goes to show how the WNBA started. And y'all know I told y'all I'm a Las Vegas Aces fan. Uh, I'm not misogynistic. So I can watch a WNBA game and, bro, it's entertaining just like the men's. So definitely one of my favorite documentaries of this year to see how pretty much the WNBA started. And it started from the 1996 U.S. Women's Olympic team, which would which won gold, and we all go for U.S. when it comes to gold, right? So go watch that. It was definitely uh, inspiring, definitely touching, and I loved it. Number four, Untold: The Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist, Part One and Part Two, we're putting them together. Um, that's the story of Mantei Tale. I'm pretty sure you guys know just by the name Manti Teo. It was the guy who played linebacker at Notre Dame who got catfished. He said he had a girlfriend and she ended up dying from cancer or something. His rather his grandma died. And 
when people found out, they held that nigga's feet to the fire. And boy, did he get crucified. And honestly, I always look for something, right? And it just, I ain't going to hold you. This is 2012. So 10 years, it's not that long ago, 10 years. It just goes to show you how as much as people try to act so woke, LGBT and all of that and this and that, bro, just 10 years ago, yo, they was crucifying that man. They was like, is he gay? They were saying he was gay. You got to be gay if you didn't think that was a man's voice. Like, bro, they was on his head, bro. Like, and you don't really... Bro, 10 years, you got to think 10 years ago, so long, you don't remember everything that go on. You got to get a refresher. When you see that refresher from the news, bro, they was on his head. Uh, definitely a good documentary. And it shows how mental, like how mental, like how the mind plays and everything. He was great until all of that happened. He fucked up his mental, man. It fucked up his NFL career. So uh, definitely was a great documentary. And even shout out to uh, the person who catfished the man. Uh, you know, uh, she's trans now. It wasn't I? It was it was a word for it then, but not openly and not much like really accepted back then. So uh, she's trans now, and she gave her side of the story. He gave his side of the story. She confirmed everything. I loved it. Definitely great documentary. Shout out to Untold. Number three, again, Untold, yo, Netflix came out with some bomb-ass documentaries this year. The Rise and Fall of N1. Boom, 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 boom. Knocked that bitch out the park. Uh, I always wondered, like, yo, why did N1 just, like, why did N1 just fall off so hard? Untold, The Rise and Fall of N1 gives you the description on why they fell off so hard. Definitely good. I uh, really enjoyed that. Only why I don't do Rotten Tomatoes for documentaries because, I mean, it's true. It's true life. Like, it's true life. So, it should be good, right? Number two, the Tinder Swindler. Bro, the Tinder Swindler was fire. I don't give a damn what nobody said, bro. The Tinder Swindler was fire. And, yeah, all of these women, they got finesse. And I ain't going to hold you, bro. Some of the women, I can see why they got finesse. Some of the women, I'm like, bro, you're just dumb as fuck. I'm not giving nobody who's not my partner 15 bands. I'm sorry, I'm not. If I ain't fucking you, you're not getting 15,000 on a loan, bro. You're not. I'm sorry, you're not, bro. I'm sorry. Like, I'm some of the women, bro, like, especially the one who just said they never fucked and they was just friends and, and she did this and. Bro, yeah. yo, I ain't got that. I ain't got that much sauce. I ain't gonna hold you. So I can't even fathom yo finessing a woman out of 20 bands. Like that just let me know you gotta be dumb as fuck, nigga. Get finesse out of 20 bands from motherfucker you ain't even let stick their dick up in you, bro. So yeah, that that right there, I ain't gonna hold you. That shit was funny. The ten show shout shout out to the tender swindler. My man did like six months in jail. Right back out, popping, getting bread. I heard teaching motherfuckers how to finesse, bro. Shout out to the tender swindler, bro. Shout out to the tender swindler, bro. Yo, niggas get finesse all the time, bro. I'm never mad when a nigga get the finessing, bro. Even though the shit he did was a lie, you can't you can't lie. 
So fuck him for being a liar, but bro, he finessed the ass. He, what you want me to do? He finessed him. Finessed him. Number one, my number one documentary. Look at me by XXX Tentacion. Now, uh, people might people might not agree, but I don't give a fuck, man. It's me. Uh, Look at me was the best documentary I've seen like in a long time. And you know why? Most people who are artists, they don't have like two years worth of buildup before they get famous on camera. Like I'm just, I ain't gonna hold like, bro. When I watch Juice World documentary, like his documentary, like start low key, like when he was getting signed, like that's when it started. XXX documentary, it starts like two years before he was even popping, like, and he was lit even then. And it's, it's, I watched that documentary like five or six times. I ain't gonna hold you, and I don't watch shit multiple times again. Like, so the XXX documentary was super fire. I loved it. You should go check that out. Um, if you're not a fan of the music, whatever, but if you want to be a fan of a person, you might not even be a fan of him as a person. Cause I mean, the shit that he was accused of doing, I'm not a fan of him as a person, but his music and his story. Because I'm a black man in America, and you just know, bro, like, you just know how hard it is, bro, dealing with these women, dealing with the society, dealing with these niggas, bro. You got to be a certain type of dude. You got to be hard, like, especially coming up. Like, like when you young, you're not gangbanging. Niggas look at you a certain way. Like, seriously, bro. So it's hard being a black dude in America, bro, like. Real shit and seeing how he came up and made it through all of that and just to see like how tragically some bum ass niggas took away his life. Like it's amazing, bro. Like, and I don't mean amazing in a good way. I mean amazing, like I'm appalled at some of you bitch ass niggas out here. But regardless, great documentary. My big my it's my favorite documentary of the year. It's the best one. I I didn't see a documentary as good as this one. I'm keep I ain't gonna hold you. So yeah. I think that's it, y'all. I think we made it to the finish line. Two hours, maybe three, going hard as fucking a paint. And uh, I appreciate y'all for all those who stuck through, listen, watch, whatever. And uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate everybody, man. I appreciate everybody. Appreciate everybody. All those who stuck by me, even kept listening after my partner left me. Yo, I appreciate it. We still did 40,000 streams this year. So um, it's, it might not be a lot to you, but it's it's a lot to me, man, because I'm just here by myself. So happy New Year's to everyone. I hope y'all had a Merry Christmas. And uh, bro, follow Kevin27 Gaming. I'm always going live there, uh, streaming Madden, streaming God of War, just streaming whatever. Anytime I play the game, I'm streaming. Um, low key, I'm streaming. Um, so if you if you want to just hang out with your boy Kevin Twenty Seven, man, I'm always streaming on Kevin Twenty Seven Gaming on YouTube. And 2023, man, it's yours. Know, it's, it's just, I just hope it's better. I hope I hope it's better. If I got forty thousand streams this year, I need eighty thousand next year. You know what I mean? 2023, that's my goal, and I ain't gonna hold you like. All January, I'm working on scripts. That's all I'm doing. 
And then February, like, I ain't going to hold you. That's the whole January is what I, that's what I plan on doing, working on scripts. And then February, I want to start rolling out some of these videos. And, bro, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to make it, bro. I'm just trying to make it, bro. And I'm trying to entertain you. And I hope you've enjoyed me as an entertainer. I hope I've been, I hope I've entertained you all. Like, bro, 2022, turbulent year. I lost my partner, bro. And honestly, bro, it's like I lost the relationship at that. So podcasting isn't easy, man. Podcasting isn't easy. I lost my partner. Not only did I lose my partner, I lost the relationship in that, bro. Just trying to give y'all entertainment. Side beat. It be like that sometimes, man. Um, a lot of pride, a lot of ego in this shit. Um, so yeah, I, I appreciate everybody who rode with me and riding with me through thick and thin, man, for real. Um, what else we got? Uh all the movies. I'm I'm gonna be here for a secret event. I'm still doing Marvel shit, but I ain't gonna hold you, bro. 2023. If I don't see significant, and I mean significant, like, boost, it's just not for me. So, like, 2023 is the is the year I'm working hard as fuck January, all January, and I know how to make videos and how to get recommended. So, that's what we're doing, man. I'm working hard as fuck all January. All year 2023, I'm working hard. But seriously... So if you don't see any podcasts throughout January, if it's not some serious Marvel news shit, that's what I'm doing. I'm working. I'm working, man. Um, and I hope y'all be there for the growth. Who I want to give a shout out to? Let's go to Insta. Because these are my peoples, man. Shout out Blue Snap Dragon. That is my guy. Blue Snap Dragon 2. That is my fucking guy. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Bro liking. Bro like almost every pick. I say almost because a couple of you forgot. But bro like almost every pick. His name is Kevin. So one Kevin to another. Shout Blue Snap Dragon 2. Go follow him. Well, I don't know if you want y'all to follow him, but regardless. I fuck with dude, man. Um, always talking. Always staying like, in the comment section when I post. Um, shout out Blue Snap Dragon. Obviously, shout out Bliss the Cat. She's an OG. She's an OG of the listeners. She has been putting on. She's still, still. Yo, all y'all other niggas suck, bro. She's still my only, my only monthly uh subscri- subscriber. Like and it's only 99 cent. So shout out to her, man, because it's not about the money for most people. It's about taking the time. It's about, do I fuck with this person enough to take the time to subscribe and put my card in? And I fuck with Blister Cat, man. She's still my only subscriber, man. So shout out to Blister Cat, man. I fuck with you the long way. Um, And I think it's one. Oh, come on, bro. Shout out Bree. Bro, Brie like now Brie liking everything. I don't give a fuck. Uh, well, this one she didn't like now with three days. But it is a post on here that only got one like in this bro. Her. So shout out to Britannia Dubois. She's been on the podcast a couple times. 
Shout out to my baby, man. Love her hands down. Hands down, man. Um, shout out to my baby, man, Bree. Britannia. Um, now I think that's it, low key. Um, and I got, I think I got one more. She only hit me up on Twitter though, and I'll be on there. But shout out to her. Oh, where she at? Mm. Is it bad that I one more? Oh, I'm nipping it. I'm I'm nipping it, Mish. Me and her, we talk so much. We talk so much this year when it comes to Marvel shit. And she's just hitting me up on some random shit, talking about the podcast. So shout out to Omnipotent Mish. I promise. Well, I ain't gonna promise, man, because I'm a lazy procrastinator, but I'm gonna try, bro. I'm I'm really gonna try this year to just pump out so much content, man. So much content because it's 2022, man, or it's 2022 now, but 2023, man. I'm trying to be that guy, bro. I just I want to be better. I want to be better for my audience. I want to be better for my audience. So this is the last podcast of the year. Unless something crazy happened, which I doubt, but it's the last podcast. And even still, it's still, it's, you know, it's releasing on New Year's Eve. So it's the last podcast of the year. So um, I appreciate all the listeners, man. Anytime somebody just take their time to press click, I appreciate you, man, no matter what. But shout out to those three, man. Shout out to those three. Shout out Bree. Oh, no, four. Shout out Bree. Shout out uh, Mish. Shout out to Blue Snap, aka Kevin. And shout out to Blister Cat, man. Um, I think Kim, yo, Kim, another one, man. She be, she just don't, um, uh, she don't comment as much. So I don't, I don't have that, like that crazy of a relationship with her, but still regardless, Kim, another one. So shout out to my top five, man. That's my people's man. They're my people's man. Anybody fuck me, you my peeps, man. So shout out to you. So, uh, yeah, man, we about to end this shit. 2023. Hopefully it goes well, man. Hopefully it goes well. Other than that, I will see you guys next year. We got that 90 show dropping in. Yo, January gonna be a f- yo, January gonna be a fun year for Kevin 27, where I ain't gonna hold you. <clears throat> we got uh that 90 show dropping in January, and we got uh the last of us dropping in January. So those two series you can bank on me being on for sure. So make sure you go follow Kevin 27 world streaming everywhere, streaming everywhere. Kevin 27 world W R L D. This is my last believe until you make believers of the year. Happy new year. Five, four, three, two, one. Ah. Shout out to everybody, man. Have fun. Be safe. Drive safe. And don't drive drunk, man. Happy New Year's.